Yeah, I mean, several of the themes here in Psalm 89, I just find very um, powerful. Uh, Verses 1 to 4, just how he talks about singing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever, uh, making known your faithfulness to all generations. Uh, Just a beautiful picture of worship and um, got me missing sort of corporate worship and and our gatherings um, when we were able to do that and longing for that, that day again. Um, But then the, the promise here of um, the covenant to David in verse three and four, uh, you have said, I made a covenant with my chosen one. I've sworn to David, my servant, I'll establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. I think it's such a, a, beautiful and powerful promise that we know is ultimately fulfilled through Jesus. Um, And at that time they thought it would be fulfilled through a King, I guess, but um, to have a throne for all generations, that seems impossible, but we know that in Christ it is possible because he is the the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And then in verse nine, you know, that, that was fulfilled when Jesus walked the earth, when he was uh, in the boat, um, you'll recall that when the the waves were rising and the disciples were scared, um, he stilled the raging seas literally with just a word. And um, just so many um, images here of, I guess, Christ fulfilling these prophecies, I found very encouraging. And um, it's kind of scrolling down my notes here. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting because it does begin with praising God for all his power and faithfulness and, um, you know, who he is and his majesty and all these things. And then it takes a turn towards, um, uh, towards the middle, late middle part in verse 38. Um, but, you know, he says, you've cast off and rejected. You're full of wrath against your anointed. And then it goes on to talk about how, um, you know, it's as if God has renounced the covenant, uh, the enemies have breached the walls, and uh, we've become the scorn of our neighbors and all those types of things. And I couldn't help but uh, sort of resonate with Jesus and his story and the cross and how people that were following him, I think, had a picture that he would be this earthly king, this earthly Messiah. And um, when he was arrested, when he was ultimately tried and crucified, uh, it must have felt like, well, God God has failed us, right? That God has broken this covenant. We, we thought he was a Messiah. And um, so it kind of pictured to me that, that sense of letdown that his followers must have had. Um, but then in verse 48, what man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power show? And, um, you know, Jesus, right? He, he, he did die physically, but ultimately he rose again and he conquered death. And, uh, through him, we have, um, victory over death. And so to me, this Psalm is a bit, um, what's the word? Um, it leaves us hanging in the sense that, uh, we know ultimately all of this is fulfilled in Jesus. And um, so I was just thinking, you know, as uh, Christians, we read the Psalms so differently than maybe the, just the Jews do that when they, they just have the Old Testament 
you know, they read this and it's kind of like, oh, we're still waiting. Uh, but as Christians, I feel like we know the end of the story and we know that, you know, even when, when Christ was on the cross and everything seemed hopeless, uh, we know the end of the story was the resurrection. And um, so our hope is secure in Jesus. And so if, I feel like when I read these Psalms, um, it's different. I feel like I have a hope that's secure that, you know, there's times where I may question but ultimately, um, I can resonate more with the beginning of the psalm than the end of the psalm because I know that at the end of the day, um, Jesus is victorious. And um, so I get to, to be hopeful. And so in that sense, I could say, as verse 52 says, blessed be the Lord forever, amen and amen, because we know our, our victory is secure in Christ. And um, I think that's such a powerful thing to, to hold on to as believers this morning. And so... Um, I want to just encourage us to spend some time in prayer this morning. Um, no structure, I guess, in my mind this morning for us in our prayer time. Um, but I would encourage you to spend some time just reflecting on this psalm again, using it as a prayer point. And also pray for yourself, your own heart this morning. Confess any sin you need to confess and repent and just receive God's mercy. And then just begin to lift up your family and um, our church. Uh, we can pray for uh, each other on this Zoom call today. Whoever's on our call, just begin to lift each other up. And if you have prayer requests, you can uh, type it into the chat. And um, towards the end, I'll also open it up for uh, some time to throw out some prayer topics and requests. So let's uh, spend some time just praying this morning.